Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Wow. Uh, this is a really cool one. Uh, this is uh, Nathan Gray and Daniel E. Smith. They make up the Nathan Gray Collective. Maybe if you're someone who's listened to this show for a while, well, first off, thanks for coming back. Uh, so Nathan is actually a past guest. Nathan Gray was the first episode I released under my new network, Core Temp Arts Network at the time. Probably about a year ago, maybe a little less. Uh, so I remember waking up one morning and seeing something about on Twitter about, um, ask it, saying, ready to do it again or something cool. I was like, fuck yeah. And I got a nice email from, um, and basically we just kind of went with it. So, um, when Nathan first came on the show, I remember being like, this is like a podcast dream come true. Voice It's Fire was such a huge musical influence for me. I'm going to have to try to find some old pictures of myself, my old Boy Sets Fire shirts. I had seen Boy Sets Fire. It was the band that my good friend uh, Crystal Riley and I just bonded over in high school back in 01, 02. Uh, so it was crazy enough to get to have Nathan come on their show once, and I was just like happy as a clam that happened once. So then to get asked, for them to ask to come back on, and I got to listen to the Nathan Gray Collective album early, and it was fucking great. I love it. We're going to be doing a record review. Hopefully that episode will be up this week. And then brought back Daniel E. Smith, and Daniel is also a super cool dude, and um, I really just enjoy talking to these guys. Uh, really funny. I think these guys have could be like a comedy duo. Like they're just they're just really fun. I remember like getting off of this, being like, man, I feel like it was just like three pals just goofing off. But uh, we do talk about the the album and touring and and cool stuff. Uh, so thank you to Nathan. Thank you for Daniel. And shout out to Becky, who uh, basically was the the glue to make sure this episode actually happened. Uh, I don't know if she'll ever hear this or not, but she was uh, really wonderful. Uh, so make sure you go check out this album. Um, this episode was actually supposed to go up last week. A lot of stuff happened, which I'll probably do a little update next intro. And um, long story short, here's the episode. Uh, album came out on the 3rd, which if you're listening to this in real time, it was two days ago, three days ago. Uh, so the album is Until the Darkness Takes Us. You can buy the album directly from the band on NathanGrayCollective.com. So try to help local music when you can. Check out the album. We're going to put a song at the end. They said we could use Remains, which is the second single off the album. Really good song. I love it. It's my second favorite song, to be honest. My favorite song off this album is Skin, and it is a really good album. I absolutely love it. I have been listening to it a lot. It's funny because it's the song that turns on automatically on my Bluetooth player in the car. And sometimes it will kind of creep my wife out. She's like, what are you listening to? Um, you know, there's like an, an industrialness to it, but it's still Nathan's voice. And I, I've said this before. I think Nathan has one of the best voices in music and he's an amazing lyric writer. So it's, uh, you know, it's still Nathan's voice and his lyrical style with, with the, the industrial aspect to it. But there's some cool dancey industrial stuff. Uh, it's really fun. Just I just think overall it's a really great album. It's a it's a concept album without being a concept album or too pretentious. Um, anyway, NathanGrayCollective.com. You can buy an album. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Tweet at them. Let them know that you were listening to this episode. Tell them how much you liked it. Uh, as for me, you could find uh, all of my stuff is on. Uh, I'm on t- at Let's Chat Podcast on all the things Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please interact with me on there. That's a ton of fun. If you're so kind, if you wanted to leave an iTunes review, that would really mean a lot. And thank you to whoever had just left the last couple ones. They were really nice. Uh, when I'm feeling down, I read the good reviews, and that make me feel great. 
And um, as always, just thank you for checking the show out. I'm I'm kind of I'm always amazed uh, when I look at the numbers and I'm like, yeah, people people are still listening. So that's really fucking cool. Uh, again, I just gotta state how fucking crazy life is when you know, grow up loving Boyce It's Fire, and now I'm at a point where I have this podcast that did not exist uh, when I was in high school. Not podcast, podcasting did not exist when I was in high school. And uh, getting to talk to some of my favorite people that inspired me, like uh, Nathan, and then to have them ask to come back on was a, a mindfuck. Um, Nathan, Daniel, great guys. So let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Court and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Pop This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtandparts.com. The hard, the hard, you never thought that hip-hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Bump, Star, Ski. Ah, Nathan, man, it's, uh, I'm so happy you came back on. It's, uh, it's really cool. Uh, I had a lot of fun last time you came on and Daniel, nice to meet you. Uh, so I know I was talking to Becky beforehand, uh, who was helpful with setting all this up and she was nice enough to ask me to give me a copy of the album and I absolutely love it, which is good. And so I just, I guess we'll just jump right into the beginning. Uh, what was your process with this album? I think I like about it a lot is that it doesn't, uh, it's not like a concept album, but it's still a, um, cohesive album, but it's also like, some of the songs sound different from the other. So like, yeah, what's, uh, what was the process when you two set out to make this beauty? I'll let Dan start with that. Um, it's, it, there really wasn't a, a, a formula or a fixed process. I mean, we, um, you know, coming off of the EP a couple of years ago, we we kept rolling with that a bit, and we wrote uh, a handful of other songs after that, which we did play live uh, on the last European tour. So Remains that we released this week, that was probably one of the first ones mm-hmm. we wrote after the EP, uh, Anthemic Hearts and Memento Mori. So we had those three already, um, which it, it's funny in itself, you can kind of listen to those three and get a taste of... Uh, all the Where whole the spectrum of the going. album, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is really what, what kind of uh, set us off in that direction. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's each song was was really unique and individual in the way that it came together. Some of them uh, was Nathan uh, bringing a song to the table that he wrote on acoustic and then me kind of interpreting that into some other form. Other ones I wrote from scratch and handed off to Nathan, you know, and he kind of massage them into place and lay down some some melodies and uh other ones we just fully collaborated on like i remember jettison was yeah me jamming out on a drum kit and nathan actually jamming on electric oh yeah guitar. we actually sat down <laughs> like stood like down there with a guitar and, and drums doing it yeah yeah so uh yeah it was it really came together in a lot of different ways um but thankfully it all it all worked together in the end. yeah <laughs> Well, we were looking to do more of a, less of an album and more of a soundtrack, really. You know what I mean? It's sort of like an an audio movie, you know? So that's really what we were going for. 
Yeah, it's very interesting because like there's uh, definitely like uh, a song on the album that uh, like kind of sounds like very New Order inspired, and then there's a a song that's like super um, piano driven. I'm sorry, I don't have the uh, track listing from me. Uh, Damascus. Yeah, and so that mm-hmm. uh, Damascus, that song I would listen to and make mm-hmm. like the movie. And I remember when you were on last time, we kind of talked a lot about theater for some reason, and I could just picture this is like your monologue in a play with the piano going with oh, Daniel yeah, playing. Sure, and uh, I just. I think it worked. I think what you guys are trying mm-hmm. to set out to, it really does have this audio soundtrack, um, which an audio movie, which I, I really, really enjoy. Right, right, right. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, what you just described, like that's, that was the goal. I, I mean, right. you know, I, we were trying to write imagery through audio as opposed to yeah. just a great sounding record. So mm-hmm. if, if that's what happened for you naturally, then, you know, that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's really what we set out to do. And it's why we gave it a, um, a storyline for the most part, you know, uh, going through it, there's a definite theme to it and a storyline from beginning to end. And, you know, that, I think that plays into that, that whole idea of a concept album, you know. Without calling it a concept album, because it right. sounds like Rush. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we Scratch were to- that. We right. were totally rushed this album. Right, right. <laughs> Without any weird time signatures and barely any talent. I really tried to convince Nathan to snip his balls off so that we could hit those notes <laughs> right. like Rush, but he just wouldn't go for it. I couldn't do it. I had to settle. <laughs> <laughs> we had the garden shears ready, and I just couldn't do it. It's just funny you say Rush, because... Uh, I, I was hearing uh, that song Skin. I was definitely hearing some New Order, a little Depeche Mode feeling going, you know. <laughs> this is That's great. Awesome. Every time yeah. New Order Depeche Mode comes up and it's it thrills us. We're stoked on that, like that that comes up. And not only that, but I I would love to at some point show people where that song came from because yep. it is <laughs> nothing like where it started. And And I'm stoked on that. I love where it is it's one of my favorite songs on the album and it's bizarre where that song came from <laughs> yeah that one uh, it, like i said you would you would think that that's one of the ones that i wrote from scratch because it's mm-hmm. very industrial electro kind of you know the, the style that i've been influenced by my whole life but that song actually started with nathan playing really slow acoustic guitar chords oh it's the most um, depressing <laughs> horrible thing in the world like. and um <laughs> Yeah, and and yeah. all as he's playing it and and kind of humming along with me trying to figure out what to do with it. The only thing for a while that I could come up with was another slow reverb droney acoustic singer songwriter kind of mm-hmm. atmosphere song similar to Wayward Ghosts. And you know, I was just I, I just said, you know, I, I just don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we have too much of that already. And um, and he kept going, and and I don't know why, but something just just clicked and and I kind of stopped. I was like, "Do you mind if I speed this up a lot?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he was like, "No, go ahead. See see what you can do with it." So I was like, "All right, give me like twenty minutes and and let me see what you think about this." And I just kind of whipped up just the verse, uh, just the bass line and the mm-hmm. and the drum beat real quick and and just played it and was like, "What do you think? Can you work with this? Or am I doing something okay or what?" <laughs> I was stoked. I, I heard it and it was just like that's what it's supposed to do. Like, you know, it was just like, I, cause I had been fighting with that song forever. Like it was this drony, depressing acoustic song. And then I had given it to Chad from Boy Sets Fire to help me out. And he turned it into this 
insane rock ballad and it just wasn't finding its place and then that was it it was like god there it is that's what that's supposed to do the thing i like about skin is it's the kind of song like someone like my mom would like because it sounds like it belongs in like an 80s movie right right it is right (laughs) i love that song we played it live a couple of times and it's it's definitely my favorite song to play live it's just a lot of fun it had a real dance pop element to it right 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 yeah (laughs) it actually reminded me of an old casting out Mm -hmm. song which uh only a nerd like me would remember yeah (laughs) so nathan i know you've been like doing music for a very long time but uh, uh what is uh what's the story for you daniel like uh how do how do you guys know each other? Um, have you guys known each other for a long time, or is this kind of a first time meeting kind of thing? Uh, I mean, sort of. I mean, we just sort of hung out in the same crowds for a very long time. Dan was always the the weird industrial kid that happened to hang out with all us punk hardcore kids. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know how. I think it was like Avondale, right, from the school. From yeah, school. yeah, from Avondale. Just knowing P- Avondale, that's yeah, what it was. From yeah, the school he went to. Okay, so. <laughs> This is hard to explain to people sometimes, but Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland all touch, like, and where we're just all tips, from. Though. We just, just touch tips, tips. Just touch tips. <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy, just the tip. Um, but, um, so people that are, you know, went to Avongrove or Newark High or even Northeast High School in Maryland all sort of converged onto, into Newark, Delaware, which is the college town. So it was sort of like a hangout spot for everybody in that area. So if you were punk, hardcore, just sort of weird, you knew each other, you know. So um, it just so happened that Dan was the industrial kid that hung out with us. And so when I decided that I wanted to do a new project, um, I was, you know, playing a lot of acoustic stuff and like thinking about becoming a solo artist, all that. And um, I just didn't want to do the same crap because, um, as I've said many times, um, the singer-songwriter thing, that twangy country thing that every punk hardcore dude does when he goes solo is so played out and boring by now. Um, Chuck Reagan, Tim Barry did it awesome and also did it um, not just originally but uh, for real. Like, they're actual country boys. You know what I mean? But then you got a bunch of kids from New York doing that with a twang. It's like, you're from fucking New York. Where did you get that accent? Yeah, Shania Twain. My dog died in my shed. Dude, you are from Brooklyn. There is no way you have that accent. You know, so anyway. But, uh, so, you know, I just wanted to do something new and different. And I, I also had been really into and still into a lot of like neo-folk, dark folk stuff. But honestly, that shit translates poorly. It's boring. It's droney. It's depressing. And it makes you want to shoot yourself in the face. Although I enjoy it. It's not necessarily what we wanted to bring forth. So, uh, so in thinking that though, I was like, well, you know, a lot of this dark folk, dark industrial, uh, dark, uh, folk type of stuff, neo-folk stuff, came out of the industrial scene. Like, people who were in the industrial scene went on to do that. It's what happened when industrial kids picked up an acoustic guitar. Exactly. <laughs> it got even more dark and depressing. So um, so I was like, well, 
who do I know? Dan, he's the only one I know that does that. So, so I came in and so you he know, didn't really want to make music with me. I was just the only option. He was the only That's option I had. Pretty much what I just discovered <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> when Nathan McDaniel. Um but the great thing about it is that I I feel like I dodged a wild bullet in coming to Dan and and having him help me out cuz I could have just done what I wanted to do and play just an acoustic guitar and it probably would have been all right for some fans but it it, it just wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been as good as I needed it to be. And um when I came to Dan and I showed him the stuff I had and showed him what I was looking into, uh, I know that it probably made him go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, and, and I know this for a fact because we were both like, eh, this might not work out. Then we started messing with the songs a little bit. And as he started interjecting more of what he does into the songs, it started to become apparent that it was going to work out and that we just had to go in a bit of a different direction for it to work. I mean, this route must have been uh, much more creatively filling for you. I mean, it would have been very easy for you to just grab an acoustic and do a bunch of old boy sets, uh, fire songs. Oh, yeah. I mean, someone like me would fucking love that. Right, right. And that's so sad. Like, just like, <laughs> uh, I'm 44, here's some slowed down boy sets, fire songs on an acoustic. It's just that's boring. Um, but I, I, yeah, it was, it's just cool to do something real and, and not only that, but just have two people. Like, sure. I mean, we have somebody that plays drums that play drums in the studio. We'll have somebody play drums live, you know, to keep it big and not look all stupid with just two people on stage. But, um, but, you know, it's nice to, as I've said a million times, um, fewer moving parts, fewer broken pieces, you know? And so if you find somebody, right, if you find somebody that you work well with, as Dan and I do, there's really no point to getting a whole band together at that point. Just keep <laughs> it at that and just hire out from there. <laughs> I'm sick of a democracy, you know what I mean? I mean, between two people, sure. That's fine. But once you get into five people, Jesus, like Dan and I have enough trouble making up our minds sometimes between each other. You know, mm -hmm. we don't need other people. Not only that, but be Dan and I probably are the biggest egos around here. So I don't even know if we'd be able to deal with other people or they'd be able to deal with us. So they'd never get a word in edgewise. No. <laughs> like a ska band? Exactly. Exactly. Plus, they had, what, like 50 people in the band? Like, how are you going to do anything with that? Like, I used to always see, like, Big D growing up, always a huge fan of them. But, you know, like, every time you see a ska band, uh, you would see, like, the singer, and maybe you recognize the drummer, but the horn section never made sense. And you know that they were just either the day players or, like, the local high school band that they found so they could pay them less to uh, afford to live. Random dudes they hire state to state. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, uh, you're the one that I don't really uh, know. So like, uh, can you maybe give us a little bit of like your background? How'd you get into the punk rock music and whatnot? Jeff? Oh God. So sorry. Daniel. <laughs> they, they, that's incredible. They sound similar. Jeff yeah. yeah. And Daniel. You know, what's really weird about that. <laughs> and I'm serious. This is a little creepy. My three year old. That's, that's what level you're at right now. 
So my three-year-old, um, Jeff, I have a neighbor named Jeff, and he has two little girls that my son likes to go and, and play with. So he calls Jeff Dan. Mm-hmm. He's like, can we go over to Dan's house? Definitely connected. Yeah. So you're you're a three-year-old. That's the problem here. <laughs> I don't know why I said Jeff. I'm sorry about that. So in, in so all anyway, of this, Jeff. I have lost the question that yeah. you actually initially asked. <laughs> so Jeff, <laughs> my just a shirt when we play, my name's not Jeff. <laughs> That'd be awesome if people started calling you Jeff. Oh, it would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love that. <laughs> I feel like you're not being sincere when you say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my name's already not in the title of the right. band at all. Right. And, so uh, please call so, me by yeah, my, a just, different just name. Call me a totally different name. Right. That'll... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so what anyway, was what was the question? <laughs> yeah. So like, what's your musical background? <laughs> okay. There we go. There we are. <laughs> That's what the question was. Right. Um, my background's kind of. Uh, mixed i i was always um always in the music I, my parents played in bands uh before i was born while i was in the womb and and shortly after so you know i music was something that was always a part of my life from the very beginning so i was always surrounded by you know instruments and and musicians and and the whole works uh from the start um so it's always been my passion always been something i i've tried to pursue um but once I, you know, became an adult and made it into adult life, uh, I actually went to school for audio engineering um, and kind of got swept up in that side of, of the business. So, um, you know, I assembled my own studio, started working on things behind the scenes, running sound, and really got got caught in that part of the creative process. So, um, though I did write my own music um, and put it out more along the industrial lines, it, it never really did much of anything other than make some small waves online maybe and, and get me some connections to some other artists. But, um, you know, I, at the same time, I, I moved a whole lot. So it, though I tried to put together bands here and there, it, nobody ever, you know, it, it, I was never put in one place long enough to, to get anything going, but I continued to kind of keep up with the technical side of things, doing all the production side, studio side, mixing, mastering, all of that stuff so um fortunately when it's it was kind of one of those uh irony things it's like once once i kind of passed that 30 year mark and and started getting a little older it's it it, i had reached that point where i'm going you know what rock and roll star thing i guess at this point i can kind of put that to bed that's never really going to happen for me and then Nathan goes, knock, hey, knock, you want to be in a band? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's like as soon as you give up on it, it, it the, the opportunity kind of presents itself. Um, so, you know, we just started doing this thing together. And uh, honestly, at the start, I didn't really know that it was going to turn into this. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was going to be yet another project that I kind of just didn't assist on. And uh, but, yeah, it was pretty clear once we got into it that we had this certain chemistry and, yeah. and songwriting ability that was just beyond a pet project. Mm-hmm. So is this like your first time touring? And then you guys are going to Europe too, so that must be a little different. Like, have you been to Europe before either by any chance? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've played local shows in, or in the regional areas of wherever I've lived here and there. But yeah, as far as like packing up and headlining 
shows throughout Europe. This is that 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 was <laughs> the first time doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a first for yeah. sure. <laughs> Now, Nathan, you've toured like a ton, but like, do you feel like touring as an adult, like you kind of appreciate it and do shit more now you're on tour? Oh, it was terrible when I was younger. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I would definitely say so. I mean, you know, it's, I, I'm definitely more of a, of a professional at this mm-hmm. point having, you know, though I haven't toured nearly <laughs> to mm-hmm. the degree that Nathan has, I've been in the business and working mm-hmm. at this stuff for so long. It's, you know, and, and I've worked with client studio clients and stuff. So it's, I definitely take pride in being a professional in that regard, which I don't think I would have at 20. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> at 20, I would have just been pretending that I was more important than I actually was. Right. Sure. Right. Right. That's what I did. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> so like, are you going out and like seeing museums and shit or is it just like partying and doing stuff that us young people once did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, it was like a lot of partying and stuff like that, which is great. But the problem is, is that you don't realize you're there to play music. You're not there to party. And, and the thing is, is that people are paying money to see a hundred percent of what you do. Um, and when you go up and you've lost your voice because you were out all night acting like an asshole, you have ruined the reason you're there and you're a dick at that point. Like, you know, people are paying their hard earned money to see you because they admire what you do and you get up there and give 20% of what you got. Fuck you. That's a dick fucking move. So I learned, uh, quite some time ago, you know, drink, have some fun, you know, do whatever, but like also drink a lot of water, get some sleep and make sure you give a hundred percent every time you're on the stage. Well, it's funny now, like I'm, I'm 32, but now that, uh, going to concerts is a much different experience for me where like, um, I'm pissed if the band isn't all in for it and I prefer a chair and you know, people have to get like babysitters now and it's fucking, it's crazy. Like it, it's a lot more effort just to go to a show. So it's important. The band is there. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I went through all this to come see your band because I love and respect what you do and you're going to get up there and act like that? Fuck this, you know? And it's expensive. Like, I'm always going with my wife, so I'm buying two tickets. Oh, yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I get the same thing, though, like, when, um, like, if, if we're playing and, like, say, there's only, like, 10 or 15 people there, that's still 10 or 15 people that are there for you. They want to see, they paid their money, and they admire what you do. Play, like, 500 people are there. You know, no matter what, no matter who shows up, who doesn't show up, you play your heart out. You do what you're there to do. So now you're doing this project like as adults with like families and stuff. Like, uh, what is your rule for touring? Is it like two, three weeks or, you Mm -hmm. know? I, I sort of in, in my head do. And I think that we both sort of fall on the same lines where it's like, yeah, right around two weeks, you know, now if everything takes off, and we're making tons of money, you know, that's a different story. But right. I, I mean, we both, yeah. it, it, as much fun as this is, we, yeah. we're we both still normal American humans with jobs and right, bills right. and mortgages. Full-time jobs, <laughs> so, mortgages, bills. You know, there's, like, only, yeah. there's only so much you can do, no matter how right. much you want to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, the two to three week thing is probably yeah. about as much as we could do. Right. But, yeah. Um, Nathan, remember last time uh, you were on the show, we were like kind of 
talking about this about like doing shit as an adult and my wife is uh now pregnant congrats oh thank you way to hump <laughs> yeah well we actually had to do ivf so it took a, a hot minute if you will oh no no fair <laughs> enough no worries <laughs> i'm sure you still hump though <laughs> yeah yeah we, we humped, all right we moving on <laughs> but i remember talking to you nathan and you and some other people too it was like the first time i was thinking like oh you uh you can have kids and still do cool things. I always like kind of thought growing up, once you have kids, it's just like, all right, go to work, come home, watch TV, and that is your life from now on. But you kind of proved me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I was unaware. That's great. Yes, you can. Uh, it's just, it's, you just got to figure out what's important to you. And that's really it. Never the kid, right? Never the kid. See, that's as long as you realize that your kid is not important, you're good. <laughs> They'll figure it out. They're smart. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> Give them a twenty and a six pack of beer. They're fine. That just made me think of that scene in Arrested Development when uh, she goes to Anyan. Here, go see a Star War. Did you guys see Arrested Development? Yes, I, I did. did. <laughs> Seriously, Daniel, you never saw it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I always love the the chicken scene where they're all imitating the chicken. Has anyone in this family ever seen a chicken? Dan, you have to see it. Apparently, it's great. It was awesome. <laughs> I know. Nah, I mean, great. I know of the show, but no, the first two seasons especially are the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jeff, you might want to watch that someday. <laughs> uh, Jeff will watch it. Jeff will watch it. Daniel will. Not. Daniel Jeff has no time. <laughs> oh, do you go? Right. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is his alter ego. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. That'd be great. Daniel and Jeff. <laughs> Dr. Daniel and Mr. Jeff. Dr. Daniel and Mr. Jeff. This, this is going to be, if we are on tour and I do get saucy, uh, then I'll be Jeff. You'll be Jeff. Now we know what happens. Dan, Dan gets crazy. It's like, I do. oh, that's not Daniel. That's Jeff. Because then I, I won't. I won't have any repercussions the next day because then I'll be Daniel. Yeah, it's, so yeah. Jeff might have just fucked up all night long. Right, right, right. But it's but okay. It's cool. <laughs> oh, God, I hope this becomes a thing. Oh, it already is. We're changing the name right now to the Jeff Collective. <laughs> that is terrible branding. It's awful, right? <laughs> that, that is a really bad branding. Are either of you even named Jeff? No, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> nope. Jeff. <laughs> I think I know why I called you Jeff. Uh, you remember my friend Jeff, who played in a band called Folly, who did the music thing, and then went to school for audio engineering, and uh, is now like a audio tech guy. So you kind of did it backwards, where you did like the audio tech studio work, and then you became the musician, uh, I guess, semi professionally, which is uh, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Well, it, it's you know, it's funny you it, you go to the school because you want to make your music better. You know, that's that's why I did it. At that point, mm. you know, I've been doing my own thing straight out of high school and recording in my parents' basement. And it's like, okay, I want I want to make a real record. So you go to school to learn it selfishly and then you get exposed to all the really cool stuff and you're like, oh, this this is way more fun than just making music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, you just you kind of get caught in it and then, you know, then you're out of college and you go, oh, wait, I have to pay bills and stuff. <laughs> so right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Paying bills sucks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Who came up with that shit? Yeah. 
Uh, one of the things I kind of hate the most about like the DIY punk scene coming up in it is uh, how much we were so against our artists making money and like calling people sellouts. Right. Ooh, you sell out. You right. sell out. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're going to Taco Bell afterward just to survive. <laughs> you know, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, punk rock. <laughs> Funny how like I and honestly I feel like it's a distraction for people. They they make things matter that don't fucking matter so they don't have to pay attention to things that do. You know? I remember back in the day, a long time ago, um there was a I think it's it's basically when my mind sort of switched out of that mode of that stupid little kid bitching about bands selling out. Somebody had um it was a band that had a, it was either a t-shirt or they did a seven inch or something. And it had a, it, it was horrible, but it was a great point. Um, it was this kid that has had his arms and legs blown off by a landmine. So of course it was like one of those like, uh, uh, squat punk, like crazy metal, whatever noise bands. But, um, it had the kid's name or whatever. And it said, blah, blah, blah doesn't give a shit that bad religion sold out. Holy shit. <laughs> and I was like, that, wow, that's all it took. I was like, yeah, great point. Nobody but my little subculture of people gives a shit about this. And there are people with actual problems in the world. And this is not one of them. So I need to grow up and move on. <laughs> I always like to joke around with my punk rock friends and refer to him as Dr. Gaffin. And uh, usually throws him for such a loop. <laughs> you heard his damn lyrics. The dude uses 50 cent words for everything. Like, obviously he's a professor. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy as, like, you get older and maybe you kind of fall out of the scene or whatever. But uh, how much your perspective changes on that of, like, uh, fuck, these guys got to make some money, you know? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Obviously, I see it from a distance. You've heard this album. <laughs> this wasn't the cash grab? Right. <laughs> hey, right. It, just to give you a preview, next album is all mumble rap. There you go. There you go. So I know you guys, uh, with the new album, you guys are about to head out on tour over uh, to Europe. Correct. Yep. We leave on the 6th, but it doesn't start till the 8th. We're, um, it's the 8th through the 22nd of April. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I, I've, I've mastered jet lag by this point. Um, you get in, you take a quick nap, uh, even if you're supposed to be practicing and then <laughs> funny what, story what, what nathan means by quick nap is we take a break from rehearsing he goes i'm just gonna stretch out my back on the floor here and then 30 seconds later he's snoring that's, <laughs> that's what he means by quick nap. I, this is your first time going to europe mine dan no this well the last time well actually yeah. the last time was my first european tour i had mm -hmm. vacation there a couple times in my life but uh Definitely not the same thing. Right, right. A little different. A little different. Uh, yeah, the last time, like, I always have, like, a thing. Um, we get in, and whenever we get in the bus or the van, I'll take, like, about an hour nap, and that fixes it. Like, I'm good. 
But we did the last tour. We got in and we went immediately to um, a practice spot to get ready, you know, make sure all the equipment worked, run through the songs, all that. And I remember I remember laying down on the floor because my back hurt a little bit. <laughs> Next thing I knew was Chad and Dan sort of standing over me is like, is that motherfucker asleep? <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of practice. <laughs> Hey, naps are important. Oh, yeah. Says, yeah. Oh, says the man who has mastered jet lag. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, I didn't get my nap. <laughs> Grandpa didn't get his nap. <laughs> Makes me cranky. I've had, like, friends and, like, uh, cousins and uh, and whatnot who have, like, toured Europe a lot. Uh, did you guys experience kind of that? Like, I know it's, like, Germany. The do, I don't know. There's, like, a term for it where they like, kind of come up to you and insult you and compliment you simultaneously. Uh, did you have any of those experiences? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That happened a couple times. Uh, it's I... funny. It's called the German backhand. It's it's awesome. <laughs> and and I've, I've done research into it, and apparently um, it's just – it's an honesty thing. Like they feel like if they don't tell you what they didn't like that they're lying to you. So I've yeah. learned to really accept it now. I'm just like, <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, oh, you dick. But out externally, I'm like, all right, cool, man, whatever. You know, and just sort of shake it off. But a lot of like new bands and people, they don't understand it. And it really fucks with people a lot. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I distinctly remember one guy coming up to it after the show, one of the shows. And I remember him saying, uh, Nathan, the, these songs that, you play with guitar and the singing. Those I like very much. The other songs, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Like, just the the brutal honesty of it. <laughs> and it, it'll set you off. Like, it's just sort of like, yo, what the fuck, man? You could have just not said anything, but they can't. They have to tell you. Like, <laughs> But it's the best part is that they say shit like this and then go, I'm your biggest fan. Right. You can't feasibly be my biggest fan. You didn't like any of this. How are you my biggest fan? I hated it, but I loved it. It was terrible, and it was great. I'm your biggest fan. Well, that sucks. If you're my biggest fan, we have an issue. Are there any plans in the works to tour uh, the United States? Hopefully. At some point, we will figure it out. We yeah, just... it's it's a little more difficult. Yep. Um, you know, we it's... We don't have a booking agent over here mm -hmm. at this point, um, but you know it's the U.S. is big. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> it's a big. Place. And I know, like yeah. everyone's like, "Hey, you should come here. You should come here." Mm -hmm. And it's like we, we would love to, mm -hmm. but but it's going to be I, you and your two friends, right? It, it's and we it's just going to be a sound system built for a punk band, not yeah. us who needs I, all these crazy inputs and whatnot yeah, i mean i mean the sure fact of the matter is we just the fan base that we have right now is much larger in europe than it is in the yeah. u.s and i i would love for that to even out mm -hmm. <laughs> I, sure know, uh, but that's just that's just yeah. a matter of fact of it so mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot easier for us at this point in the process to fill places in europe than it is in, in the u.s but um right i think the plan is once we get back to at least start playing some shows in our region, um, you know, on the East Coast, Mid-Atlantic kind of area, and then just see what happens from there. But, yep. um, 
yeah, I, we would love to. It's mm -hmm. just the right opportunity needs to come up that works. For anyone out there that would like us to play in their town, <laughs> honestly, it's it's sort of up to you. Sorry, like if you can if you can get our album around and sort of be our street team and get people interested, then that gives us a better opportunity to get into a club where they can actually handle what we're running, you know, and, and we'd love to play. Said I, the biggest thing that, that anyone can do, including ourselves, for, for being able to line that up is really just to help help sell us. You yeah. Know? I, mm -hmm. The bigger following, tell all your friends, yep. you know, share stuff on, on all the social media when mm -hmm. we share it and try to try to get people into the fold. So yeah. that when, you know, we do <laughs> look into a U.S. tour, clubs mm -hmm. are going, oh, yeah, we know you got so. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a lot more feasible at that point. So did you guys record uh, this new album at your studio, it's Daniel? The the majority of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing we didn't record here were the live drums. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite set up for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's more of a production studio than mm -hmm. a full-blown recording studio. So we uh, we went up to Portrait Recording Studios in North Jersey and, uh, and track all the live drums there and uh, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Dan Torelli, who's from the band Medina Lake, if you remember them, um, he he came in, yeah, mm -hmm. he came and did uh, all the live drums. So I was stoked about that because he and I, <laughs> back when I did play in those bands <laughs> mm -hmm. before college, it was with him. Um, so we we've been playing music together since we were like nine years old. So it was great to, to have him be on the. Road. Well, I know we got to wrap up, uh, guys. Before we do. Uh, is there anything uh, that we missed that you want to touch upon? And if not, you know, like uh, where could people find you online and buy the album? I always get to the end and like, is there anything you want to add? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would just say, you know, just as far oh, as the album. Plug, plug yeah. the shit. Yeah. As far as the go. album goes, uh, you know, we did release our second single, Remains, this mm -hmm. week on Wednesday. So if you haven't heard that yet, please head to social media. Uh, we did a little premiere video on one of our fans. Mm -hmm. pages yep. for that. Um, the, you know, this whole process, we've been trying to give back to the fans because they gave so much to us through mm -hmm. the Pledge Music um, campaign. So we've been trying to give back to them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Remains came out this week, and then uh, next week's it. Album comes yeah. out next week. Comes out. Uh, yeah. If you guys still want to pre-order it, please head to NathanGrayCollective.com. Head to the shop, and there you can pre-order it and instantly get downloads of both Heath and Blood and Remains yep. immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you'll get the album on release day. Yeah. Well, uh, Nathan and Daniel, I just can't thank you guys enough for uh, co coming on the show. Nathan, again, uh, what a treat. Always wonderful talking to you guys. So uh, thanks so much. We're going to add a song at the end. We'll put uh, Remains, if that's cool. And uh, have a good rest of your evening. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. Built with my own
Great.